gave away the Back to the Backyard giveaway prize package. How was that? It was uh, very fast. Yeah? Because there was only four qualifiers. Okay. Uh, so we we ran through it really quick. Um, the people had a 25% chance of winning. Wow. Um, so that was really great. But, yeah, they... Uh, they were very grateful. Uh, Leanne Adams from Coloma was the big winner. Okay, okay. Um, so that's the fun part is the now that you win, now you have to figure out how to get all this stuff. Yeah. Because uh, some of the stuff we can deliver, some of the stuff she'll have to pick up. Uh-huh. Um, but she said, uh, you made my week. Oh, She that's said, nice. I was having a horrible week. And this <laughs> made it so much better when I got the call that I was qualifying. And of course, when I win, it was awesome. I mean, Leanne, she now has a full backyard oh, for yeah. the Memorial Day weekend. Yep. The that's patio really set, uh, the fire pit, the, uh, the fountain, uh, the $200 grocery gift card from Rogers oh. to put stuff on her Weber grill. Oh, very so nice. So it's, uh, yeah, she's going to, she may not have a good start to the week, but she's having having a great end to the week and into the weekend for sure. Uh, so big congratulations to Leanne. Thanks. And big thanks to our wonderful sponsors, Great Lakes Pondscapes, making it all happen, along with our friends from Colby's Landscape Supplies and Diamond Factory Service. Um, so exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, other things going on in the news. Uh, there's uh, one company, Ford, saying, oh, yeah, remember that thing we were going to do? <laughs> I guess uh, we're not going to do that now. Yeah, Ford Motor Company announcing yesterday it is keeping AM radio available in its vehicles, coming after maybe some pressure from lawmakers mm. to, to keep it in its products. CEO Jim Farley said in a Tuesday tweet that he spoke to policymakers about keeping AM radio available as part of an emergency alert system and decided it will be included in all 2024 Ford and Lincoln models. He also said that Ford will offer software updates to owners of its electric vehicles that don't currently have AM broadcast capability so that they can get it in their car. Yeah, and they did say that uh, not a lot of people were listening to it in the electric cars, but right. they, they, they did say, and I'm sure they can, because... They are the innovation company, and yep. many, of these, many of these motor companies can figure it out. Um, they said that the, the electric was causing some interference. Right. But you even notice that with even gas-powered cars. Every once in a while, sure. you're listening, you hear AM radio, and you get a little bit of that, that uh, AM hum yeah, in there. Yeah, you floor it. And yeah. It going, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually enjoy that. Um, but no, that's, that's, uh, that's good news. Because um, yeah. I think what, weren't they talking about before of making it an option and then making it something that you'd have to pay extra for? Well, and they've been hiding it. Yeah, you know, hiding AM altogether. But this, you know, the the Congress has said, no, we're probably not going to let you do that because of the emergency implications. Right. Uh, because you never know what's going to happen, what kind of systems are going to get knocked out. It's good to have redundancy for sure. Yeah. And AM, AM radio has been there for a very long time. Senators uh, Ted Cruz and Ed Markey, Republican and Democrat respectively, have legislation that would direct NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, mm -hmm. to issue a rule requiring automakers to keep AM radio in their vehicles with no additional payment, no additional fee, no surcharge, no surcharge at all. We'll see if they can do that. Are they going to make it easier to find because like you <laughs> said, the the anybody that sits in a new car right now, if you you even if you go and test drive uh, uh, a car, I implore you to go and say, "Where's the radio? Yeah. How do I how do I how do I get to the radio?" Yeah. Also, what I like to do is I like to take all of the presets and change it to all the radio stations here. Anytime, oh, yeah. anytime I'm at a test drive, I'm like, hey, what, uh, what, what's, uh, show me the radio thing real quick. Okay, yeah. I'm going to set all the presets to I like uh, that. 94.9, 107.1, all the other ones. No, it's an important, it's an important aspect because it, you know, every time you get in a, into a rental car, they say, okay, take a few minutes to familiarize yourself yeah. with where everything is. It'd be nice if it's easy. Easy, and then also, especially with an emergency, because yes. if you're driving down the road, all of a sudden it starts to get a little oh, yeah. dark and, and stormy, and you're not sure what's going on. Being able to one-touch that yeah. uh, and find it pretty easily uh, would be very, very nice. Yeah, it really would be. Uh, something you need to watch out for as well, uh, Facebook scams. There's another one. <sighs> um, cybersecurity experts uh, say that they're warning people about a new Facebook scam. The scammers, what they're doing yeah. is they are sending messages to Facebook members that read, 
look who died. Oh. Which I'm sure many friends say that. It's like, hey, oh, man, did you see that this person passed away? Did Mm. you see this? And then there's usually a link. And then what happens is that uh, link has malware connected to it. And it downloads to your computer. And then your computer becomes a brick. I mean, honestly, you just can't click or trust just about anything. I am very cautious with messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of times you'll get those, hey, my account screwed up, friend me again on Facebook or right. something like that. And it's not even the person. The person who was who, who's purportedly behind mm-hmm. it is not even the person behind it. They're not aware that you're getting contacted. Yeah. You just got to watch out for this stuff. Yeah. They do say, uh, experts say that people uh, should either ignore or delete those messages. Yes. But what if it's real? Uh-huh. Like, what if it's somebody that actually passed away? That's yeah. the thing. Because I've had friends that have passed away and somebody tells me, hey, did you see? But usually they don't, you know, put the link to an obituary or oh. anything like that. Yeah. Now, if there's that, then uh, it might be a little fishy for me. So maybe, maybe the, the caution here is if you see the message... And there's a name in here, mm-hmm. then then go search it somewhere else independent. If there's no name at all and just a funky looking link, yeah. don't click it. Yeah, don't, don't click the links ever. Yeah, don't click the links. Just don't have friends. Don't on have Facebook. Friends. Yeah. Don't don't give don't do Facebook anymore. Do <laughs> here here's the thing you could do. You could do all that, don't click the link and all that stuff. But yeah. you, what you could do is pick up the phone mm. and call that friend that sent you that message if yes. you happen to have their number. Oh yeah. And say Hey, did you send me this? I'm just just making sure because you're right. I yeah. get so many friend requests from people, and I'm like, wait, were we already friends? And yeah. then you see them post, oh, I got hacked, and yeah. So yeah, it's something yeah. you gotta watch out for. Uh, the internets, man, they're always trying ah, to get you. Those darn tubes. Uh, what's going on with the debt ceiling? How's that, how's that talk going? Because it seems like we're on day 140 oh of this. Oh, my gosh. This is a saga. Yeah. So the talks went on last night until I think in the 11 o'clock hour. So late last night. No um, no progress to report. Talks broke down again Tuesday night. Negotiators described the disagreements over spending levels and other policy add-ons. One of the speaker's proxies in the negotiations said after coming out of the talks last night that no further meetings with the White House negotiators were scheduled, Mm. but Republicans would be ready to meet once there's something new to discuss. Republicans want to cut uh, fiscal 2024 spending back to the fiscal 2022 levels or at least below the current year and cap annual growth at 1%. For several years following, but Democrats have offered, well, we'll freeze spending at the fiscal 2023 level, although, um, you know, what what baseline we'll use is up to negotiation. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, the, the short of it is <laughs> they're not there yet. Yeah. I love when it's things are split like that and they're like, hey, we need to do this. Yeah, but let's do, let me, how about you do this first? <laughs> do this for me, then we can make this happen. It's getting concerning because, Mm -hmm. again, there are some parliamentary uh, maneuvers that people can throw in the way of, you know, once the once an agreement is made, once the legislation is drafted, once lawmakers have at least 72 hours mm-hmm. to review it, as has been promised to them, then the parliamentary procedures could slow things down. Again, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said June 1. That's mm-hmm. the date. It's probably more like June 15. But a lot of people in the financial world listen to Nouriel Rubini. And he's a he's a quite a, a famous economist. And he, he says they may get to the last hour before there's an agreement. And that's still going to have an economic impact. Mm. If they don't reach an agreement, if that doesn't happen, he says the markets are going to take a serious tumble. I like for the drama to be on television, yeah. but not in the news. Yes. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to watch a TV show, but I don't want the drama <laughs> and the the tense pressure and the anxiety to happen when it's real life. Yes. So if that if they can figure that out, I think they should just put all things on the table and do a thumb war. Yeah. Or a rock paper scissors and then figure out what they do next. I like that. It's easy way to decide stuff. Well, or if the, we talked about the flipping of a coin. They've got four hundred and thirty five members in the House of Representatives. They could do. The thumb wars mm-hmm. until the last person is standing. Perfect. What do you want to do on the debt ceiling? Yeah, okay. Or musical chairs. Musical chairs would be fun. That would also be fun. Yeah. Uh, right now, we're going to learn more about the Niles Bluegrass Festival and Got Something to Say is brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you.
My guest today is Josh Sitars. He's from the Riverfront Optimist Club. And Josh, very excited to talk to you about the uh, the Niles Bluegrass Festival. I'm sure you're you're very, very busy with the, with the planning of putting this all together because it's coming up here very soon, right? Yes, it is. It's uh, just a few weeks away. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about first uh, the Riverfront Optimist Club of Niles. Is this one of the only things you guys do or what, what does the Optimist Club do on a regular basis? So on a regular basis, you know, obviously we're not a traditional club. Um, one of our main goals is just to provide something for the youth and our children to do. Definitely get them out and active and more involved with the community. Um, so we host the Niles Bluegrass Festival, which is what we're talking about. It's coming up in a few weeks. We also just recently, last year, um, we put on a four-day Jesus Fest. Um, local bands, local uh, churches just kind of participate, and we try to bring Jesus into the community. The other one that we did about three years ago, we brought back the Niles River Fest, which a lot of people that are from Niles and live in Niles have probably grown up going to. Um, and back in 2014 was the last year that River Fest was hosted, but uh, recently we decided to bring it back, and we're trying to bring it back to its roots. Okay, yeah. So that was you guys, yeah. Because I remember the uh, the, yep. the River Fest from before, but I, I'm glad that you guys brought that back because that is something that I'm sure a lot of people in the community were missing for a, a number of years and probably asking you because you put on the uh, the Bluegrass Festival and do, do that so well. They're like, hey, uh, what about this? Can, can you handle more of that? I mean, I'm sure you guys said, uh, sure. Because I mean, I'm, I'm putting on a putting on something like this and putting on a festival, I'm sure, is something that takes a lot of planning ahead of time, right? Yeah, it's about a whole year of actually planning and trying to coordinate everything. Yeah, this and is it's funny because that's actually what happened. Is one of my uh, one of my friends, one of the he owns a restaurant in downtown Niles. He actually mm -hmm. brought that up to me. <laughs> he said, "Well, you guys run the Bluegrass Festival so well. Why don't you bring Riverfest back?" and I, it took me about two years, but I was finally able to do it. That's really great. And I'm sure the entire, uh, you guys are, are really excited for this because the entire lineup of uh, bands and, and things that are going to be happening are, are quite a lot. So so give me the, the rundown of the uh, the Niles Bluegrass Festival. When is it happening and what are some of the, the, the highlights of things going on? So, yeah, uh, we start Thursday, June 2nd and run through Sunday, June 4th. Um, it's a free event. We have four days of free music, local and actually nationally touring acts are there. Um, craft and food vendors, there are a lot of local food vendors. And of course, you have your fair food, you know, your funnel cakes and your elephant ears and your steak tips. Um, and the one, probably the showcase thing with this festival that the uh, whole community loves are the carnival rides. Um, you know, everyone looks forward to that. Everyone just driving right down uh, Main Street, they'll see the, uh, the, Ferris wheel and they'll pull in there. Now I gotta ask you this because I know uh, my partner; she's gonna be asking me the same question: Is uh, are you going to have a tilt a whirl? Uh, I do not know off the top of my head. I would like to say yes, but okay. I can't promise that. Right, because you're you're not the one bringing Usually. in the yeah. You're not the one bringing in the all the stuff. So it'd be what they probably uh, will bring on a regular basis. But I have seen pictures. Uh, looking at Facebook and, and some of those things the, of the previous Niles Bluegrass Festivals that Tilt-A-Whirl and probably Ferris Wheel and, and really, like you said, a lot of really cool carnival rides will be there. Yep, and you know, the big thing with the carnival that since I've been involved that we try to do is keep it more family-oriented. Um, you could go to the Berrien County Youth Fair, the Apple Festival, and go on the upside-down thrill ride, but you can't go ride a ride with uh, mom and grandma Um at those festivals, at our festival, you're able to. We still have a few thrill rides, but, you know, mostly family-oriented. That's really good. For the younger kids. Good. Now, this is, are you telling me this is all free from the from the music yes. to the carnival rides? It's free. So the carnival rides, you will have to buy tickets or okay. stand a ride, but the music is free. Oh, that is so awesome. Do you want to touch on any of the, uh, some of the highlights of some of the musicians uh, and bands that will be there at this, uh, at this Bluegrass Festival? Yeah, of course I can. Um, you know, most Bluegrass Festivals, you, you got the banjo, you got the fiddle, and you got your guitar. Um, we kind of switched it up years and years ago, probably before I even got involved, where we're not a traditional Bluegrass Festival. Of course, we still have. You know, your one band we have is Deadwood. That's traditional bluegrass. So then we also have Fillmore's Ladder, which 
they focus more on Grateful Dead tribute songs. Mm. Um, one of my favorites, one of my friends, his name is St. Joe Jack. He's out of St. Joe, Michigan. And he, I don't even know what genre of music he plays. He'll, uh, he has a guitar, he has like a little foot drum, and then he'll use like dog toys and sticks, and he'll kind of turn that into music while he's up there. Yeah, honestly, uh, I've seen him in uh, in concert before, or he's played at some things, and yeah, he's certainly, uh, if you want to say one-man band, if you've never seen him in person, I would say uh, if you've ever seen the movie Mary Poppins and all of the different yeah. things that uh, Dick Van Dyke has in that one, it's sort of that way, but it, honestly, uh, it, it's so fascinating, all the cool stuff that he does. He's certainly entertaining, great musician, uh, and yeah, he literally is a one-man band with all of those different things. I did I didn't notice the dog toys, but I'm sure he turned it in some way into uh, a way of being able to bring it into the act um, and and make some good music. So that's really cool. Um, and so, mm -hmm. where do I find the this? the schedule of music, because like you said, there's a great lineup of a ton of great musicians from multiple genres, not just bluegrass. Uh, but if we want to find uh, a little bit more about some of the music or some of the food and things that are going to be there, it, Josh, is there a good place for us to find a lot of that stuff? Yep. So if you just go onto our Facebook page, or even if you just search on Facebook, Niles Bluegrass Festival, um, our club usually posts something at least once a day on there, um, especially leading up to festival season about what's going on, what you can expect, the different vendors we have, uh, craft vendors, food vendors. Um, hopefully, when it gets closer to the date, I will be able to find out that Tilt the World is coming. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, the musical lineup is on there as well. Good to know. I hope to get a report back uh, for sure because that would be uh, – <laughs> Good to know. Uh, and, well, we can always just head on down there because it's not too far for us. Uh, it's not too far for a lot of people in southwest Michigan to see some uh, great music, have a good time. Josh, other things that we need to know before we come and check this out uh, when it comes to not only, uh, like you said, bring some money for the, the carnival rides uh, and some food and some of those other things, but other uh, really good tips, I guess you would give to uh, a first-timer to the Niles Bluegrass Festival? Uh, so one of the tips I would give is definitely bring either a very comfortable chair or a blanket or maybe a towel just to listen to the music on the hillside. Um, we do supply maybe 25 chairs for, you know, our senior folks um, that aren't able to bring their own, but everybody else, we expect them, you know, bring your own seating. Okay. Now, Josh, I know that you uh, plan a lot of this stuff along with, I'm sure, other people that are involved. But what is the thing that you look forward to the most? I know you mentioned St. Joe Jack, somebody you look forward to seeing. But what are some other things that you really uh, enjoy and look forward to with the Bluegrass Festival? I mean, the whole reason that I do this, because I we're a volunteer organization. I do this completely pro bono. And the whole reason I do it is for these festivals, because I just love seeing the family, the smiling faces. Just the people in Niles and Southwest Michigan just enjoying themselves and having fun. Um, the one thing I love to always say and I always try to push is just come on down and see what the city of Niles has to offer. Absolutely, yeah. a lot, Quite a lot. Uh, I can vouch for that for sure. Um, but <laughs> that is, uh, as a Niles resident, uh, yeah, I lo look forward to not only this, but, uh, you know, hanging out, singing the music, uh, as well as uh, checking out the carnival rides and all the uh, wonderful things and, and really seeing a lot of people from the community. It's always a good time as well. Again, the... Uh, Catch the, up with old friends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the Bluegrass Festival, again, it's happening uh, June 1st through the June 4th, uh, and that'll be right there at Riverfront Park, right there in downtown Niles. You really can't miss it, right? No, no. It's in uh, one of the most beautiful parks that Niles has. Absolutely. Yeah, right there. Uh, enjoy the river. Enjoy uh, the, the good times, good people, and uh, grab some great food. And, and maybe, just maybe, Ride the Tilt-A-Whirl. We'll just have to get back to yeah. you on that one. You'll just have to see for yourself. Uh, again, uh, Josh, one more time, where can we go to find more information about uh, all of this great stuff that's going to be happening for the Niles Bluegrass Festival? Yep, so if you just go to our Facebook page or if you just look us up on Facebook, Niles Bluegrass Festival, you'll get to see everything that's going on at the festival, all the different vendors we're going to have, the musical lineup. And like I was saying earlier, the closer that we get, I will be uh, – Hopefully post on there what carnival rides are coming and hopefully the tilt world. 
Okay, well, I'll cross my fingers for that, but look forward to, to seeing all of that great stuff for the Niles Bluegrass Festival. But, Josh, thank you so much for telling me all about it. Yeah, no problem. It's going to be a good one for sure, uh, the Niles Bluegrass Festival. That's uh, one of the many great events that uh, can be highlighted. I've got something to say. If you are part of a nonprofit and you say, hey, i got something to say. <laughs> You can just email let's talk at wsjm.com. You can call me, leave me a voicemail, give me some info on uh it doesn't have to be an event. It could be a you know, if your nonprofit has a great program you offer people, or you simply need some funds. Maybe you're doing a fundraiser. I'd love to get the word out about that. So email, call, or uh go online at wsjm.com. You can check out podcasts there as well. But it's all brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Uh, and just after seven, we're going to catch you up with, uh, well, a lot of different stuff. We still, uh, still, we're chipping away at the list of all the things that are going on. Twitter for president. Right? Twitter for president? It's kind of what it's starting to be Well, like. anyway, uh, big presidential uh, race. Somebody's jumping into the race and they're going to use Twitter to launch their campaign. We can talk about that. Great. Yeah. Oh, and double red flags at the Lake Michigan beaches. If you see that this year, don't stay out of the water. Okay. Double red flags, stay out of the water. We, let's talk more about that. I'm ready for the weekend already. I don't know about you. Oh, uh, yeah. It seems like it's been a long week. It's yeah. only Wednesday. And we're only halfway through this one. The good thing is, is we only have uh, a four-day week next week. Ah, oh, it's like a bonus holiday. Yeah. Um, so looking for Memorial Day weekend. I believe yeah. there's a Memorial Day parade happening uh, on Thursday, maybe tomorrow. Okay, with uh, in downtown St. Joe, um, so really cool stuff happening. Looking forward to that. Beautiful weather that we've got this whole entire week and into the weekend. Uh, but lots of things to keep you up to date on uh, in the news. Uh, we've been seeing this. I've seen it probably just this morning. I've seen it probably four, maybe five times mm -hmm. with uh, yet another person that's going to run for president. <laughs> but this one's interesting because um, Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida. Yes. But what's usually what follows him is Elon Musk, yeah. who, uh, you know, he's owns Tesla, SpaceX, and of course, Twitter. Yep. So what's going on with this DeSantis? <laughs> they're not running together. That's, no. that's not a ticket, right? Well, not as far as we know, but you raise, you raise a good question. It's a, Maybe that's a possibility. Maybe Elon wants to be vice president. He's got a lot of money to throw around in the uh, the campaign funds. He does. He probably enjoys, you know, the, the uh, authority he has within his companies. He's like yeah. the, the, the single guy who can make the decision. So he probably doesn't want to run for president. But... He'd have a place to stay. He would, because he's he sold like all of his houses. Now he just sleeps in like one of the uh, one of the factories. Yeah. He's couch surfing. A couch surfing at the White House would be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so SpaceX founder Elon Musk will help launch Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's presidential bid tonight with an event on Twitter. Twitter Spaces. You ever heard of those? No. Yeah, me either. It. So is this like a? Is this a new thing on Twitter? Because I know there's there there used to be, and I don't know if there still is. There's like a Twitter live. You right. can go live on there, just right. like you can on Facebook and like YouTube. Um, but Spaces is is this something it's kinda, different? It's kind of like where you can co-host your own, let's say, a radio show type of thing, oh. but it's on Twitter. And so DeSantis will be there. Elon Musk will be there. Uh, there will be a moderator. Um, who, who's one of uh, Elon Musk's confidants. Uh, so DeSantis is expected to announce his presidential bid on this Twitter Spaces, which is apparently only available on your mobile devices. Oh, okay. On Android and iOS. Oh. Anyone can join. We'll talk about that in a second. But hmm. uh, Musk, the CEO of Twitter, uh, according to many sources who are now familiar with the event, David Sachs is moderating. Uh, he's very close to Elon Musk um, and... Musk said at a CEO council summit held by the Wall Street Journal, he will be interviewing Ron DeSantis. Um, he has quite the announcement to make. It'll be the first time that something like this is happening on social media hmm. and with real-time questions and answers, not scripted. DeSantis also expected to formally file his presidential paperwork with the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, today and put out a campaign launch video. Now, I have questions about how this Twitter Spaces thing will work. Yeah, what are your questions? I can answer them. Is is the bandwidth going to hold it 
Probably not. Is, is the whole thing going to crash and it's going to be some big embarrassment? You know, I mean, there's always that yeah. that presidential launch. All the well, the most well laid plans fall apart. Well, he does. Elon Musk does have Starlink, so oh I've I've heard that's worked most the of the time. The more technology, the more problems. So you may be able to be on another planet and be able to see this <laughs> uh, this announcement. Uh, pretty interesting, though, um, that this is going to happen, and, and it's almost like it's a product launch, too, because right. it's like, by the way, uh, Ron DeSantis <laughs> wants to make this announcement of running for president, but I'm also going to make an announcement yeah. of a new product, and a what what perfect stage for right. that, because everybody's going to be wanting to uh, to watch this and see what's going on, yeah. uh, so you got a, a pretty pretty big audience for that you, you know what is it 140 million uh potential people mm -hmm. tweeters mm -hmm. what do you call them uh people on twitter or maybe half of them are robots we don't know yeah but uh pretty big audience pretty big uh spotlight hopefully the technology holds together we uh, we talked about this before we got on uh is that elon musk and and i think jeff bezos as well <laughs> I think they're not only are they both in the space race, oh they're gosh. also both in the race to be the richest man alive. Yeah. Uh, and they've kind of gone back and forth with that. They are also two guys that are in the running to be the next Bond villain. Yes. But like real life Bond villain. Yeah. Like moon bases, well, uh, fancy cars, I, all of these things. I mean, is it life imitating art or art imitating life? Because you could go back through the Bond novels or yeah. the Bond films yeah. and you could find these characters. Oh, absolutely. The multi-rich multi, multi -rich and always getting involved in all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but other stuff going on in the news, um, there's uh, some red flags. Speaking of... Uh, red flags that you might see when you uh, are on social media. Some oh, red flags that you'll see uh, when you go down to the beach. Yes. Uh, so Michigan started implementing this last year. They're phasing it in. But this year it's kind of the big deal, the real deal. If you go down to one of the Great Lakes, Lake Michigan, let's say, and you see double red flags at the beach, what does it mean? Simple. Stay out of the water. The new law prohibits water access from a beach when risks are present. If you see double red flags, the uh, state of Michigan wants you to know you are not allowed to enter the water from the beach. Mm. Unless otherwise directed, visitors can still enjoy spending time on the beach. But if there are double red flags out, some of these conditions might exist. Mm. Severe weather. Uh, hazardous waves or dangerous water conditions like a, a rip current or something like that. Uh, active rescue or recovery efforts might be in play. Water contamination, heaven forbid, and unsafe debris washing ashore. So is the double red flag, is this a new, new thing? Because yeah, they're phasing it in. They're phasing it in. Yeah, so the, the red flag wasn't enough. We need to double it up. <laughs> double red flag means, okay. hey, really pay attention. Yeah, like don't go in there. Yeah. No, really don't go in there. Yeah. I mean, if we got to get, if we have to get to triple red flag, oh my goodness! Then you might as well just put a fence up in front of the water, <laughs> like just an automatic fence that stops people from going in. Because yeah. that's the thing it, that I'm worried about. <laughs> Even with the double red flag, I'm still worried about the safety of people. Uh, because let's be honest, sometimes when people go to the beach, they don't pay attention to that stuff. Yep. They got all these other things going oh, on yeah. in their lives. Kids uh, running around. Kids running around. They don't pay attention. They look the other way. And somebody goes in the water. The fact that there aren't lifeguards in some areas yeah. is concerning. So yeah. uh, I know there's been shortages. There's been some decisions on some some beaches saying, "Hey, we'll just go without," uh, but we'll you know add some extra precautions like life vests and things like that. But I don't know. I, to me, that still doesn't beat the the real person being able to uh, to watch out for for some of that safety. Yeah, it's tough. And I mean, you know, I mean, the, the lake can get very angry very oh, quickly. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And it can be a real danger. So if you see those double red flags, stay out of the water. And that's going to be in all most the of the beaches and all all Great yeah. Lakes everywhere. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Well, uh, we'll catch you up with some other things that are happening in the news. And not only uh, is it beach weather, but it's also seasonal allergy weather. <laughs> uh, actually came across a list of some foods that you could eat. Because I know you've been eating uh, allergy medicine like yes. it's cereal. Um, <laughs> but there's actually six foods that can help calm down your seasonal allergies. And then uh, I also have another story about a a woman that's allergic to something that I think I also have an allergy for. Oh, no. So, yeah, it's it's very rare.
Okay. Uh, but it's something everybody does. Oh. So I, I'll leave that tease there for you. Oh, I can't wait. Can you give news tips on the app? Uh, I know you can reach out and contact. There's an open mic feature, which is really cool. So if you uh, happen to be somewhere and you want to send us a quick voice note, you can do that. You know, and I, I have I've toyed with the idea of sending you voice notes. Me? Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's open mic. I think, and I, and I honestly, I think they sent, they get sent to me. So if you want to <laughs> go right ahead. I mean, you, you can submit media. Um, you have to allow the, the yeah, thing to yeah, access yeah, yeah, your yeah. mic and phone and stuff like that, which, which we will take. I mean, we, we take news tips, mm -hmm. we take pictures, we take videos. You see news happening. Let us know. Yeah. And we'll give you credit. Yeah, because if you just say, hey, I saw that this was happening over here, and if you're there, yeah, let us know about that stuff. Yeah. Because uh, the other day, uh, somebody was uh, over by uh, a fast food place uh, near their house, and they were like, yeah, I think that was, uh, I think they had a grease fire or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, they got fire trucks and stuff out there. And they're like, take some pictures, get some news. Yeah. We, we want to know. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, you're dealing with allergies. Everybody's dealing with allergies right now. Um, yeah. I I am surprised, uh, knock on wood, I, it's been bothering me, but not to the point of, yeah. like, my eyes hurting, my face so congested that it feels <laughs> like it's going to explode. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point yet. Good. good. Um, so that's good. Well, I think part of it, too, as, as we talked about this week, is we were wearing masks during the pandemic, yep. and a lot of that can filter out the bigger pollen particles. Yeah. And so we had the we had the pollen filtration units yep. on our face. Uh, we've had some winter weather that mm -hmm. has really um, uh, not been that severe. Mm -hmm. So more blossoms coming out. And then we had the warm, and then the cold, and now the really warm. Yeah. And so honestly, I feel like if you're dealing with major allergies, then it, it might be a good idea to wear a mask at least when you're going outside. <laughs> yeah. That way, when you're uh, you're not filtering all that stuff, because it's going to get stuck in your nose, and that's what's going to deal with all it. So honestly, put a mask on if that really bothers you. I actually, I think I still have a mask in my car. Oh, can I uh, use it? No. <laughs> uh, I don't even, I, I honestly, and that's not a bad idea is putting disposable. Like if you oh, get yeah. a, just a small box of the disposable ones yeah. and just put it in your glove box just in case when the, the allergies get really bad. Yeah. Or you could put a little snack in your oh. uh, in your glove box because I, f I did found uh, find six foods that help calm your seasonal allergies according oh. to uh, uh, a new article by Fox News. Uh, raw honey was on there. I love raw honey. They're number four. Okay. Uh, what else, what else? Cause I know you're, you, uh, are pescatarian. So you eat I a lot am. of veggies. What, yep. what are your, uh, go-tos that you think would be good on this list? Uh, you know, the reason why honey is one is because you, you're kind of consuming it and it overcomes the pollen yeah. infection. So maybe if you eat zucchini flowers. Mm. No. Mm -mm. Okay, but no, that's that would be delicious, <laughs> right? Uh, vegetables that have high uh, cheese, ooh, <laughs> vitamin C, things like Brussels sprouts, oranges, would be good oranges, potatoes. anything with vitamin C. Yep. Uh, kale is on here. Oh, I love kale chips. Yeah, have some good kale. Okay. Uh, this is a, I think it's quercetin or quercetin rich fruits and veggies. What which in the world is that? It's Q U E R C T I N. Huh. Um, so quercetin-rich fruits. So if you want to Google that and figure out what those are. Um, also, they said uh, stinging nettle leaves. Oh, no. That doesn't sound good. No. Maybe you could toss that? that in a salad. Okay. Kind of uh, like a mescaline. Yeah. Uh, do that or uh, fruit. any any of the fruits or vegetables that have the vitamin C. Um, but, yeah, the quer quercetin <laughs> Quer it says it's a plant pigment. It's a potent, a potent antioxidant, flavonoid. Okay. Yeah, it's a flavonoid. Um, what does quercetin rich. do for your body? Yeah. So citrus fruits, apples, onions, parsley, sage, tea, red wine, oh. they say are the ones that are good with those quer quercetin. I love onions. Yeah. Yeah, onions are great. Do you... Have you ever eaten an onion, uh, like plugged your nose and eaten an onion? 
No. Oh, to make it to seem, make it a, seem like you're eating an apple. An apple. Uh, uh, maybe. I eat all my uh, onions blindfolded. <laughs> Jocelyn, to, are there to, are there onions in this meal? I'm putting on the go blindfold. To, go to a restaurant, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's like an <laughs> onion-covered onion steak or something. It's like, oh, we got some <laughs> mushrooms and onions we'll put on top of your steak. Oh, well, you got to have the blindfold. So high in vitamin C, high in this Q word, mm-hmm. quercetin, um, onions and, and that kind of thing, kale, Which honey. has vitamin K and a bunch of other stuff okay. in there. Okay, okay. So just so. eat healthy, and you will... Get rid of the pollen. And a, I, I feel like a lot I do. of this stuff you could grow in the garden. Yes. Um, so do that. Okay. So yeah, you you eat pretty healthy, but well, just I allergies almost, kicking your butt. I almost I almost had some Benadryl this morning because it looked like it might have been the kids' formula. It said, well, it may make kids kind of drowsy. Mm. And then I read the fine print and it said, oh, you may have you know adults may get drowsy on this. So I said, well, Johnny probably wouldn't appreciate that. Oh no, I like taking that gamble of like. Uh, <laughs> How long is it going to take before I fall asleep? <laughs> Not oh, at dear. work. Don't want to do that, no. though. Um, uh, speaking of allergies, though, I did find this interesting story. A woman in Canada said that she may be allergic to something that, honestly, I, I got to agree, I might be allergic to this as well. Okay. She is allergic to running. What? She's 27. Uh, she claims she nearly died after suffering a severe <laughs> reaction while dashing to catch a flight. She uh, she says she broke out into hives, struggled to breathe as she sprinted across the terminal. Uh, now she said that she was forced to use an EpiPen. Oh, come on. After experiencing what she believes was, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> exercise induced anaphylaxis. Oh, come on. Ex- She's- She's allergic to exercise. Allergic to running and exercise. She said, I've gone to the hospital a few times regarding this. I'm waiting on a specialist. And the hospital isn't really able to provide more information at the moment. (laughs) So the doctors aren't saying that she's, you know, off her rocker or anything Yeah, but they gave her, she got an EpiPen. I mean, Uh, maybe she has some other allergies, but uh, they just don't give that to everybody, right? Maybe maybe she was stung by a bee Mm -hmm. on her way. To the airplane. But I, I got to agree. I think I'm allergic to running as well. <sighs> sometimes sometimes when I run, I break out and like water starts emanating oh, yeah. from my skin. That's hives, man. Uh, or sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I know what sweat is. I get that when I eat meat. I get the meat sweats. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when it's hot outside, I get those. <laughs> But the the running that's a totally different thing. That's funny. Different reaction. That's funny. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see if that actually becomes a real allergy. But the, for <laughs> your a, for your other allergies, try eating some of that other stuff. Got a note from my doctor here. It says I'm allergic to exercise. Yeah, my notes usually from my mother, like the permission <laughs> slips. If I was sick, yeah. she just uh, instead of saying Johnny wasn't feeling well, at one point she just said Johnny needed a day off, <laughs> and I gave it to the school. I like it. And they excused the absence. So Very they were nice. like, oh, okay. All right, good. We've got uh we got Brittany, we've got Caitlin, and we've got Emily. So uh you guys have been hanging out here and uh getting to know us a little bit more, and we want to get to know you guys a little bit more. Bring those microphones right up there. Yep. Yeah, there be friends go. with it. Very nice. Um, so let's start. Uh Brittany, you're the uh, you're the instructor, correct, in their in the marketing field. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm actually the marketing and communication specialist. I'm not the instructor, but I do uh, the marketing for Van Buren Tech and I am their co-op supervisor. Okay. So they are kind of my assistants for the school year. So the school year is almost over. What have you been teaching these kids? Yep. So actually they are pretty phenomenal and talented. So I haven't needed to teach them much. <laughs> oh. They've been great. They're actually graphic design students. Um, so they've been helping create logos for 25 of our uh, CTE programs at Tech. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. nice. That's nice. Yeah. And so what is the goal of bringing Caitlin and Emily here today? So Caitlin and Emily are interested in marketing and they are off to college pretty soon. So uh-huh. I thought this would be a great opportunity for them to be able to see kind of how marketing works in different mm-hmm. realms. So obviously with radio, you guys do a lot of marketing um, and there's also a lot of graphic design that comes into play with a lot of the stuff you guys do. You know, we got a couple of websites. We could use some new logos. Yeah, like uh, about seven or eight or <laughs> nine of them that we have yeah, in they, our family. They're really good. They're very talented. Let me give you a couple of computers and put you in the back for a while, okay? Yeah, they yeah. could come up All with right. something by the end of the show, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that meant 
that should have been an exercise for you guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is really great. Well, let's, uh, Caitlin and Emily, uh, let's chat with you guys a little bit. Uh, so, so who's better at, at, at uh, graphic design? Are you both, do you both have your certain sets of skills when it comes to that? Um, I feel like it's pretty equal. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty equal at our work. I mean, I like collaborating with Caitlin a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we like bouncing ideas off of each other all the time. So mm -hmm. it's been a really good experience to have her as my partner for the co-op. Yeah, That's I feel awesome. like if it was just me or if it was just Emily, we wouldn't get anything done because we collaborate so often. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the great thing about, especially in that marketing field and especially graphic design, collaborating and teamwork and, and bouncing off ideas. You're going to do that every single day. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you've enjoyed being a part of this program. Yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite program. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What's been your favorite? Because you said you did how many logos? There was like 20 something? 25? That's great. Um, so, yeah, that's a big task, that many logos. How did you... How did you approach that? Yeah, what's what, the process? Yeah, what is the process? Yeah, we sketch out our ideas on paper first, and then we get it approved by Miss Brittany, and then we start making it on Illustrator. Nice. So awesome. you use the Adobe Illustrator suite mm -hmm. of tools? Is yes. that is that what all the kids are using these days? Yeah, it's like the industry standard to use Adobe. Design. Yeah, Adobe yeah. software. So you're going, uh, you're, where are you going to school? I'm going to Michigan State University. Congratulations. Well, and so what will your focus be there? What's yeah. your first year look like? Do you know yet? Yeah, I want to major in graphic design. Okay. So um, I also plan on attending there to be in an LLC, which is a living learning community. So I'll be with all the other art majors. That's nice. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. A lot of collaboration going like to happen. Like a community. Yeah. 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 And Emily, how about you? Where are you going? So I'm planning on going to Kalamazoo Valley for two years just to get my prerequisites out of nice. the way. And then I'm either going to go to Western or Kendall College oh, yeah. in Grand Rapids. It's a really good design school. Absolutely. Um, and I might minor in marketing okay. as well. So we'll see what happens. Very nice. But Kendall's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really I've heard great things. Yeah. What does the dream job look like for you two? Say, mm -hmm. fast forward four years, you're out of school, you've got your graphic design degrees, you're amazing. What does it look like? I mean, my dream has always been to design, like, album covers oh, for bands and stuff. Because, nice. like, I, I love collecting vinyls. Like, it's, like, a really big hobby for me. So, hopefully one day. You, what, what's covers. your prized vinyl? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a really good Ken's question. A, Ken's a vinyl nerd. He loves that stuff. <laughs> I have... Um, Janice Joplin. Oh, oh my gosh, I love her. That's good yeah, stuff. She's cool. So, yeah. so, what's her Mercedes song? You, you like that one? Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, you're how old? I am 18. So, you're 18 <laughs> and you love vinyl. I do. Yeah. It's that's, a lasting medium. And so, it's the crazy part is that you're, you're bringing it back. What made you switch to vinyl? Because obviously, you were born into the not even really the CD era. Like there's mm -hmm. people listening to CDs, but when you were a kid, you were able to get everything on an iPod or something like that. So what yeah. made you say, I want vinyl? Um, honestly, my grandpa. Okay. Um, he kind of got me into like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. Nice. And I kind of just got like a really like strong relationship with music. And I feel like vinyls give you like a stronger connection, like a physical connection to music. Wow. So it's... Pretty cool. Very like nice. So you're a graphic designer for album covers four years from now. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Um, after college, I do want to pursue graphic design. But once I get like more into it, I do eventually want to become an art director. Ooh. Ah, mm -hmm. very nice. Yeah. For like an ad agency and, yeah. and do all that stuff? Yeah. Oh, I want to cool. like do multiple things, not just like logos. Like I want to be able to do like a broad special yeah. things. So. Layout design of all yeah. that stuff. No, that's really cool. Do you have uh, a hobby like a uh, vinyl or what's your, um, what's your go-to hobby? I do like hobby? to paint. I do okay. paint on the side and I do commission them. So I do get money out of it sometimes. Nice. That's great. What do you use? What do you paint in? I use acrylic. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Mm -hmm. How do people pay you? Do you do like the Venmo and uh, the, no. the Cash <laughs> App and all that do stuff? Do not share your password with John. <laughs> no, just, no, I, hey, if you got a Venmo, I'll send you some money. Yeah. Um, I've only started selling them to my family so far that's so they cool. just usually pay me in cash but yeah. <laughs> no, that, no that's you're learning you're learning yeah. on the job you guys even just in this program you learned something that you may be in a business uh and a business may come to you and we have that happen here at the radio station where businesses will come to us and need they may be starting completely from scratch and say we don't have a website we don't have anything we just started our business how can you help us and we've got a whole team of people that does all that stuff. So it's not just the radio you listen to on the radio. It's uh, 
you know, you see on the websites and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. you guys are uh, picking the right career field, I would say. Yeah, for awesome. sure. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys are going to stick around for a little while longer? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like the whole hour yeah. they've got us. Fantastic. Wow. Let's, we should do a pop quiz. Uh-oh. <laughs> presidential politics, something mm -hmm. like that. Oof. Yeah, I don't even know if I'll do very well on that one, <laughs> as long as I get to ask the questions. Okay. MoodyOnTheMarket.com is a great resource to find out a lot about uh, Southwest Michigan's business. Uh, we've got a ton of great stories from our team of contributors talking about uh, local events. I know I'm really looking forward to the uh, Niles Bluegrass Festival. Yes. That's going to be coming up here very soon. Absolutely. Not sure if there's a tilt-a-whirl, but uh, <laughs> you we asked, will. asked, though. I did ask because that's the question on everybody's mind. Is there is there a tilt-a-whirl? Is there? Well, it's not. It's it's on my mind and Jocelyn's mind, but she yeah. wrote that uh, great story at MoodyOnTheMarket.com about that event, uh, and we got a ton of other stuff as well. But we can we've got some uh, some great people in here. Brittany, uh, Caitlin, and Emily from Van Buren Tech. Yep, are and, here uh, in the studio. We've been uh, chatting with you guys for for quite a while now, uh, almost the whole hour, getting to know you better and getting to know what your future is all about and what the future holds for you. Um, do you want to talk about the artificial intelligence? You guys really, really want to talk about that. Either or. or I mean, one of the questions we asked uh, Emily and Caitlin was, A, are you 18 or over? And why I ask that is because there's a new piece of legislation being considered in Lansing, in the state, that would allow 18 and 21-year-olds to substitute teach with little or no college credit. And my question was, do you want to teach could you feel, do you feel like you'd be ready to teach? Emily. I definitely think so. Yeah? Yeah. I feel Your like dad's a principal, though. Yeah. So you, you kind of. You've been you around like the, like the administration. You. Look. You do. But you'd be okay with teaching uh, up to, what, fifth grade? Fifth grade, yeah. Okay, nobody okay. beyond that. Probably not. Why not? <laughs> um, You know, middle schoolers are like a. Pretty um crazy nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but harder to deal with. That sure. may be yeah. part of the reason for the teacher shortage. But there's a teacher shortage, which is mm -hmm. why they're considering this. Yeah. Kayleen, you wanna you wanna teach? Are you okay with substitute teaching? Um, I wouldn't think so. No, no I don't think I will be able to handle all the craziness and all the rowdy little kids. I'm just done with kids, honestly. Like <laughs> I'm done. I'm ready to be out of high school more with like yeah. mature people. Uh, in the future, I do want to be an art director, so I'll be, like, directing with adults and not kids. Like, I don't okay. want to direct kids. Secret. Sometimes adults act like kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. You'll be prepared. Uh, that piece of legislation is in Lansing right now. It's under consideration. I'm sure it'll go through hearings and a lot of different. Uh, the uh, By the way, the Michigan Education Association has not yet taken a stance on that, okay. on that legislation. I could be a substitute teacher. It'd be fun. Yeah. I could teach. I could teach all. I mean... I can get through, I, I can pretty much lie about anything and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Reinhardt, can I have the bathroom pass? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think I could handle it. At least Jim can definitely handle gym class. Um, but, Brittany, you, you actually, you've been a substitute teacher, is that right? Yes, that's actually my first job out of high school was substitute teaching. No way. And I enjoyed it. I actually loved it. Um, I worked in middle schools, actually. <laughs> So I never substitute taught in high school, but I did work with elementary and middle schools. Lots of fun stories from that experience. Why did you decide that? Because, I mean, at 18, you usually think of, okay, I'll work at fast food, I'll work at a restaurant, I'll do this, I'll, uh, you know, find a summer job, lifeguarding or yeah. whatever. But why substitute teaching? Um, so my mom was working for Pontiac, Pontiac School District okay. um, for over 20 years at the time. And so I used to go help her um, whenever I had days off of school or in the summer, I would go help with her class. Um, there's certain schools there that would work mm -hmm. into the summer. So I would nice. go help them on my days off. And so I knew I wanted to work with kids and I knew I enjoyed that. So I was also going to college for education simultaneously. Okay. So it kind of worked out perfect for me. We got a couple students from uh, Van Buren Tech that have been kind of hanging out with us uh, all morning, uh, Keelan and Emily, and also have the, uh, you're the advisor, is that correct, or instructor, not instructor? Advisor for them, yes. Okay. They're my co-op students, yeah. Awesome. Um, do you want to talk about yeah. artificial intelligence Let's real quick? Let's do it. I could, a day can't go by that we're not talking about artificial intelligence because it is very busy in the background getting ready to take over the world. Um, but in the meantime, artificial intelligence, what does it mean for someone who's in graphic design? Um, I think it's a helpful tool, especially if you have like an art block. It is definitely a tool to help like generate some ideas. 
uh, in our class, we actually had an assignment based on AI. We'd make an entire poster, like a winter-based poster on AI itself. Yeah. Wow. So we used an AI-generated website to like type in a prompt, like a winter prompt, okay. and we had to collect all different types of images, collect them together, and then make an AI poster. So for people who have not yet used ChatGPT, mm-hmm. how do you how do you decide? You put prompts in, and mm-hmm. the prompt will give you whatever you put in. That's what it's going to give you. What have you felt uh, has been most effective in the prompts that you've used? Um, it's definitely helped me like generate ideas that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. It helps you like put together an idea that I like started, but like made it even better. But it's how like do having you, like a second opinion. But how do you do? The, how do you design the prompt itself? Um, I don't know. It's yeah, like you gotta just, you gotta trial and error, kind of ask yeah, the right like, questions. You can also refresh it too to see yeah. like if they have a different response that okay. could like better fit your prompt. Are you are you guys worried that it could steal your job? Because we're honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm worried because there's all this artificial intelligence voice stuff that, uh, you yeah. know, they could bring back radio people from the dead yeah. and have them take our shows. Um, so there, there's certainly job insecurity. Are you worried about that or are you hoping that it's like sort of a way of working together on it? Um, I mean, I f- I'd rather use it more as a tool. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't want to get scared by technology because, like, that's the whole job. Like, you got to learn how to adapt with, like, the new things coming out and stuff. But Absolutely. I are think you, it should be fine. Are you using AI outside of the graphic or the art? Yeah, I've used ChatGPT, but okay. I have not used, like, the AI website that I used to create a poster. Like, mm. I just use my own software to create okay. my own stuff. So not to cheat on a test or a book report or no, anything like not that. Yet, no. <laughs> not, not yet. Wait till college. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate you uh, and, and wish you uh, good luck in the future with all the fun things and actually look forward to seeing your handiwork on the, the Van Buren Tech um, that you, you mentioned, 25 different logos that you guys were a part of helping yeah. create. So those will be on our Facebook page as well as our website. Our website is vbisd.org slash vbtech. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for thank stopping by. Thank you for by. joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, and if you want to check out all the uh, news and happenings of all things, including uh, business news, and maybe we might even throw some artificial intelligence uh, stories in there that might be related <laughs> to what's going on here in Southwest Michigan, you can always find that news at moodyonthemarket.com. Your update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.